The overturning of Roe versus Wade is something that we should be very, very thankful for. Now, it doesn't mean that we look for people who have an opposing position and, in some sense, uh, get in their face. That's the last thing we want to do. That's not the love of Christ. But we have reason to thank the Lord. And when we look at what the Word of God says, it's clear, whether we're in Psalm 139 and we see that we are fearfully and wonderfully made in the womb, or whether we look at the wisdom of Solomon as he dealt with the two prostitutes who each had a baby, and one baby died, and he was able to determine who the real mother was by the way she responded to his directive to have one baby executed. And uh, that's the way that he discovered that the, the real mother would give up her child in order for the child to live. There's a lot more we could say about that. Uh, we have talked about that on a previous broadcast, but... Uh, turn, if you would, if you have your Bible, you happen to be in a position to open it, go to Luke chapter 1. And of course, when we talk about Luke, we're talking about a doctor, right? Let's keep that in mind. Now, what has happened in Luke uh, chapter 1, and I'm going to begin at verse 39. This is when Mary has had the visitation of the angel and has been told that she was going to be the one who would bring forth the God-man give Jesus Christ his humanity. How much she knew, we do not know, but she was a a choice servant, and she was more than willing to do whatever God wanted her to do. And so she received the news, and she praised God. Then we see she made her way immediately to, to see Elizabeth. And it says, in those days, verse 39, Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah. And now she arrives at the house of Zechariah and Elizabeth. Now, of course, Elizabeth has had, well, a rather miraculous conception, not the Holy Spirit, but she was along in years, and yet now she is pregnant. And now Mary arrives, and of course, that's the virgin birth. That is absolutely unique. And it says, when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby, the baby in her womb, she's pregnant, leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Of course, in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit would come upon people in order to be used of God in a mighty way. We have the gift of the Holy Spirit today when we trust in Jesus Christ as Savior. And we need to see that the Holy Spirit, the work the Spirit of God did in the Old Testament is certainly what the Holy Spirit would do in our lives today. And so she was filled or under the control of the Holy Spirit. And here's what the Holy Spirit spoke through her, in essence, Luke chapter 1, verse 42, and she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And then she said, And why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Now there's insight because she is recognizing that this is going to be, this baby that Mary is now carrying is going to be the Lord, the Messiah. And then it says, For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment that was spoken to her from the Lord. Now notice a couple of places, verse 41, the baby leaped in her womb. And then we have her referring to this being quoted. She said that the sound of your greeting came to my ears and the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Now, when we look at this and we go beyond this in terms of looking at the Greek term, we see the Greek term brephos. And so when we look at this, we say, okay, now that term, how, how broad is it? I mean, we have the term fetus 
that a lot of times those who are pro-abortion would prefer to use that rather than refer to an unborn baby. But the way we can answer this is we then go and we find in Luke, later in Luke, chapter 2, and again, this is Dr. Luke, and it says that after Jesus was born, Luke chapter 2, verse 8, it says, And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And then the angels said this, And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. Now, this is a baby that's been born. This is Jesus Christ. The angels are the ones who are pointing to his arrival. And the angel says, You will find a brephos baby. The exact same term that Luke used in Luke chapter 1 to describe the yet-to-be-born baby that Elizabeth was carrying. They're obviously on a continuum in terms of this is a baby, a baby in the womb, a baby out of the womb, but it is a baby. Now, this is something that the pro-abortion, or as they call themselves, pro-choice people, would, for the longest time, they would simply reject that. They would say, no, it's just a mass of cells. And, of course, there was a lot of debate. Fortunately, with science progressing as it has, that's become a very difficult argument. But sadly, what we see today is they don't argue so much as to whether or not this is actually a person. What they are arguing is that they have the right, despite that reality, they have the right to say, I don't want this baby. And science has given us a a victory in so many ways in that people can see what takes place. Have you seen all the commercials that focus on the families been running? If you watch Fox News at all, you're going to see dozens of them. And I appreciate what they're doing. With With sonograms and the like, we see the reality that this is a human person developing in the womb, innocent, and made in the image of God. When I say that, I immediately am thinking where we were about a year ago when our son and his wife were expecting a baby. And they decided to go in to get the, quote, gender reveal in which they would determine whether the baby was going to be a boy or a girl. And as they did, they discovered that our little baby girl had club feet. And now that was a concern, but obviously uh, the bigger concern was that there could be other things genetically that would indicate that her life would be in danger. So we had the better part of a month of praying like you wouldn't believe, asking the Lord to allow this little baby girl to come into the world, and then we would deal with the club feet. But we couldn't deal with the other genetic aspects because her life would have been in the balance. Those were long weeks. And then we got the news that the genetic report came back and it didn't appear that there was going to be any other complications beyond the club feet. Well, in a few days, she's going to be one year old. Her name is Chansey, and she is absolutely delightful. She just lights up a room. She smiles. 
you walk in, you look at her, and she just gives you a smile that will melt your heart. Science has given us the tools to see the reality of what is taking place in the, in the womb. And we can actually see, and they have documented this, that when they perform an abortion, that baby is in pain. That baby is trying to flee the hurt. If you've listened to some of the interviews that I've, I did years ago, really, with Carol Everett, she talked about presiding over 35,000 abortions. And then she came to know the Lord, and he opened up her eyes, and she could see what was taking place. And then she became an advocate for life, and she made a major contribution to what has taken place in recent days. She told us how she would be able to manipulate the baby while the doctor was performing the abortion so she could tell him where various parts of the body were. That's horrible. But that's the reality. And over, what, 60 million babies have been killed? And so science has helped us to see what we find in the Word of God. By the way, it's an angel who said the baby, using the same term. It's an angel, and they are a lot smarter than we are. You know that, right? We also know, though, that this is a great step in the right direction in terms of the upholding of our Constitution. Moving away from the Constitution has created major problems for us in our country. Roe versus Wade was right at the top of the chart. I found out something this morning that I was unaware of, and that is that the Supreme Court has overturned decisions, previous decisions in the Supreme Court, over 200 times. And so when you hear uh, the major media claiming that this is incredible, how could they overturn something that's been around for almost 50 years? Well, the answer is they've done this many times. There was a need for a correction, and the correction has been made. And now the other thing to keep in mind is that abortion is still going to be available widely across the country. It's going to go to the states. So we, we as citizens, we have the opportunity to be part of what our state decides. And we need to take a stand for the sanctity of life in our state. And we need to continue this battle because, really, it's just gotten less convenient for people to get an abortion. We now have time to speak, and we need to speak against this evil. We need to do all that we can. That's why, on many occasions, I have shared with you wonderful testimonies of people who went down this difficult path and then later found the forgiveness that is theirs in Jesus Christ and how they felt about their abortion. And when you hear their testimonies, it certainly will give you pause to consider going down that same path. And I appreciate their courage. And, of course, I mentioned Carol Everett, but we've also featured those who are very much committed to adoption. And this is a good time for those of us who know Jesus Christ to, to really consider the possibility of adoption if you're in the position to do so. So, fortunately, the Constitution uh, actually was upheld in this case. Science, it, uh, it really helped in terms of this finally being overturned. And we've got to keep in mind that the real victor in all this would be the babies that will be born, who otherwise would have lost their lives. Unborn children. You've heard uh, Ronald Reagan's statement. Uh, I can't quote it precisely, but it was President Reagan who said something to the effect that he noticed that all pro-abortionists have already been born. That's one good way to say it, isn't it? It was 2016 when I went to New York City to 
actually be part of a group that was going to listen to a presentation by candidate Donald J. Trump. Uh, he was, as I remember my, my statements back then, he was the most controversial person in the world, and I was curious. Well, he's still the most controversial person in the world, I suspect, that's currently on the scene. But back then, this was a major issue. Whatever you have against Donald J. Trump, I, I appreciate that. I understand. But the one thing you've got to do is recognize that he took a stand for the Constitution. He put in place Supreme Court justices that ruled in such a way as to overturn Roe versus Wade. And that has given us this opportunity. And that's precisely what it is. It's an opportunity to speak truth in the face of evil. If you have had an abortion, I want you to know Jesus Christ loves you, and he will forgive you. Have you been to, to the cross? Have you asked him to forgive all your sins, including the sin of taking your baby's life? I hope you have. If you haven't, I invite you to talk to him right now because he's there, he's with you, and he does love you, and he will forgive you. If we can help you, please let us know. We invite uh, your prayers in partnership with us. Uh, go to LiveTheWord.org. That's our website, LiveTheWord.org. And I always like to invite uh, anyone that wants to write, send me an email, john at LiveTheWord.org.